Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that this podcast will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. On this podcast, we talk a lot about Marian apparitions. That's one of the questions I ask most of our guests in their Marian profile. And Marian apparitions are a way in which we can come to love the Blessed Mother more as we listen to her voice and the message that she speaks to all of us. I'm happy to be speaking with Natasha Howes today, who is the producer of a new movie coming to theater soon of Fatima. And so welcome to How They Love Mary, Natasha. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. So you're the producer of this movie, Fatima, and the idea is, is it's going to hit movie theater screens, hopefully, in the midst of a pandemic. I know that right now you've been going about <laughs> and having um, parking lot drive-in movie uh, screenings. For example, I saw there was one at the, the Rose Bowl Stadium. And I know I was just in Green Bay. I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, a friend and I ate at a restaurant outside on the patio the other day. And we went for a walk and we walked right by the movie theater and and it's closed. And so do you think movie theaters are going to be open, that people can go and watch Fatima? Or how are people going to get to see this wonderful movie about the Blessed Mother? Oh, thank you so much. So you are asking me to forecast in quite a tumultuous time when, when the reality seems to change on a daily basis. And our current plans, our current release schedule and plans and what we're currently working towards as of this date, which is July the 23rd, is a, a full nationwide theatrical release on August the 14th. Now, we know and understand that there's still a number of the uh, exhibitors who have yet to open their screens. There are about 1,800 screens that are currently open throughout the U.S., um, and our distribution plans are very much still geared towards an August 14th theatrical release across around 1,000 screens. Obviously, as these changes, as new, new situations and changes or the numbers arising of the COVID experience, then, you know, we will, you know, we will modify those plans as or if required. But currently, that is what we're doing. So, yes, you're absolutely right. We have been in advance of these screenings. We're doing, I would call them, I would call them slightly looser style premieres. They're advanced screenings. So that means that we have, we are actually screening through pop-up drive-ins uh, in nine major cities throughout North America. And, uh, and that involves the, the ability to basically screen the film for predominantly Catholic influences. So we're working in partnership with the archdiocese of each of those cities to invite uh, prominent Catholics to come and be able to you know, see the movie in advance of the screening and to help us to promote that to, to the Catholic community. So yes, we are, it's an opportunity to actually watch the movie in the safety of, of the proximity of your own vehicle. Um, but it operates very much like a, a regular premiere screening that whilst you're in your car, you drive through the photo opportunities with the press and publicity and you drive in. It's all CDC regulated. So we're meeting sort of health and safety standards whilst offering audiences the opportunity to get out of their homes and watch this beautiful movie Fatima in advance of the actual theatrical release. What inspired you, the screenwriters, everybody involved, what inspired you to do a movie about Fatima specifically? Well, for me personally, I have actually been working in the Fatima field for the last 16 years. 
So I've produced a number of other feature films and documentaries based on the story of Fatima. My original one was called The 13th Day. And, you know, the, the, the key ingredients for those specific stories was that they would reach out to primarily Catholic audiences. And, you know, as a production team or the producers, we, you know, we really wanted to honor the fact that the meaning and message of Fatima is for all people. And so we wanted to create, uh, you know, or uh, use a formula of filmmaking that would actually tip over or cross over into the mainstream and appeal to all audiences. So there's a particular formula that's required for that to really attract uh, you know, mainstream distribution to help us to get into movie theaters throughout the world. Um, and that's a much higher budgeted formula working with, you know, very well-known actors uh, that already have their own followings. But primarily, we really, truly wanted to honor the fact, you know, heaven proclaimed itself on the day of the miracle of the sun to all people, they were, you know, they were the faithful there. There was a very large, 70,000 plus people made up of a very large crowd of the faithful and also the non-faithful. There were scientists, there were atheists in the crowd. And on that day, you know, there was multiple healings, multiple conversions um, through the actual witnessing of the presence of heaven. And, uh, and so we really wanted to absorb that and to use that as a factor to truly disseminate what we call the peace plan from heaven, you know, this meaning and message of Fatima to the world to make an accessible film to, to soften the hearts of all people to Our Lady's message. What do you think is the most important aspect of the Fatima message for 2020? Wow. Well, today, well, today and this year, obviously, we have the world has kind of turned over and we're in quite a tumultuous time, and I think everybody's realities have shifted and changed, changed so much. I, I always refer back to, you know, part of the, the message, the meaning of message that I love, you know, aside from, you know, the, the, the ingredients of the message of Fatima, you know, repentance, sacrifice, sacrifice yourself for sinners. But it's actually a, a, a there was a, a conversation between Sister Lucia and, and, Pope Benedict, who was then at the time uh, Ratzinger, who actually disseminated and interpreted the first secret. And in a private conversation between Sister Lucia and Pope Benedict, he, um, he made note and referred to the fact that Lucia said, above all things, that the, mean, that the message of Fatima, all things, but the, the apparitions, the miracle, everything about Fatima was to encourage more and more people to live with, to deepen their faith, hope, and love. And I really perceive it's these key thematics that, A, drive the story of Fatima and Fatima the movie, but I think those are three key God-given themes and, and that, that really inspire, that people need most of today. So that's really where, uh, for me personally, that that's where the, the film Fatima and the story of Fatima is is most profound, and I think that's what people most need in today's world. As I think about our current situation, given the global pandemic of the coronavirus of COVID-19, I can't help but think that there are so many parts of the Fatima message that are so pertinent. So you have the children that they receive first 
they received communion uh, from the hand of the angel. And so you have the importance of the Eucharist there. And right now, so many people are deprived of the Eucharist. They're hungering for the Eucharist. So there's some sort of Eucharistic element there. I think, too, when Our Lady said, pray the rosary every day for peace in the world, of course, she didn't mean for against the threat of peace, so war and violence, all of these things. But I think, too, right now, we're lacking peace of heart, peace of mind, peace of soul. Right. There's a lack yeah. of peace. And so the rosary can be a way in which we discover it. I firmly believe that we can overcome all the things in the world by the prayer of the rosary. And then you fast forward now to what's going on. All of these statues of the Blessed Mother, there was one in New York that they wrote the word idol on it, another statue of Mary that was smashed to the ground. So you have the kind of this religious desecration that is happening, the profanation of, of, the, uh, of the images of the Blessed Mother. And that's part of the message of the first five Saturdays that Our Lady asks for, that they are one of the reasons that we make the five first Saturdays is to make up for the the desecration or the sacrilege against images of the Blessed Mother. And really, it seems that the Fatima message is one that truly uh, we need. And uh, there are elements of reparation that we need to make today. That's absolutely right. Yes. And, and you know, your, your specificity around those key key elements of the message of Fatima are, it's absolutely profound. And, and not only that, I mean, there's clearly the, the current situation in Fatima, but we have such a historical reflection of the time too. You know, not only were in 1917 were, you know, the children living in, a, the children of Fatima living in a world which was, you know, they were being impacted by you know, the, the loss of young people through World War One, but they also then lived through their own pandemic, which was the you know, the Spanish flu. Um, and so, yes, the actual parallel between situation and circumstance, I mean, Portugal itself was, at the time, the, the key political situation. They were just, from 1910, it was a new republic, and this was a government that was beset on eliminating religion within two generations. So we really do have this incredible you know, parallel universe going on, timeline going on between... 1917 and now the year 2020 and you know most interestingly you know our original idea behind the release of this movie was was to celebrate and honor the centennial of of the apparitions and miracle of fatima in the year 2017 now god had other plans and you know we honor uh, we honor and prayerfully honor the fact that this movie now is going to be re released in a year that you know, that peace plan from heaven, you know, the, the first five Saturday reparation and sacrifice, sacrifice of sinners, the idea of this desecration of, of church, not only property, but, you know, the images of the Blessed Mother. There's so many parallels in terms of storyline. We can only honestly believe that the meaning and message of Fatima is more important today than ever before. And that's certainly something we could never predict three years ago. So, you know, we, we truly believe that it's all in God's time and, and God wants this to come now. And so, uh, we're honoring that and we're pursuing that vision and, uh, and we're doing everything possible to help people, uh, you know, not only through North America, but around the world to see this very important movie. Can you speak a little bit about what it was like to cast certain individuals for these? Fatima Sears, but most importantly, how did you cast the Blessed Mother? Wow. So, 
We, you know, okay, so the children themselves, we actually cut the children out of Spain. And part of the priority of the aesthetic priority of the movie was to create a film of historical authenticity, maybe over accuracy, but, you know, definitely historical authenticity. And so we wanted all of our characters to speak. We shot the entire film in Portugal. So we actually shot for 51 days in Portugal, which is an inordinate amount of time. I mean, the scope of the project itself is huge. And, you know, part of our inclination around, and again, it goes back to this formula for being able to reach, you know, to disseminate this peace plan into more mainstream audiences, to create a more accessible film, to ensure that all of our characters, not only were actors, were able to act authentically. Clearly for the children, it was really finding children with the acting caliber to be able to not only interact with the divine but also then to you know respond and react to miracles and to to the suffering the deep level of suffering that the children really experience in their day-to-day reality and you know after i would call it a worldwide search we actually cast the children out of madrid and then not only then trying to find children because the film isn't english uh, but all of the characters speak with a honed Portuguese accent to try and really create that authentic look and feel to the film. But we found the most incredible young actors, in fact, because we work closely with the Shrine of Fatima, and they've been working with us for a number of years now to assure a sensitive portrayal of the story and to ensure that, that we retain the, the authenticity of the meaning and message of Fatima for the world. And, you know, when they, they came on to set while we were filming one day, and I, the, the chief postulator for the canonization of the children, this is Sister Angela, she came and she met the children. You know, and each of the children not only look incredibly like each of the real seers of Fatima, um, but little Jacinta particularly had embodied a character, character that was so akin to little Jacinta that uh, that the shrine were really quite taken with her, but clearly, you know, that uh, um, Stephanie Gill, who plays the role, the iconic role of Lucia as a child, has to carry. You know, she carries the movie. I mean, these children were on set every single day, so it was a real challenge, you know, for them to to retain a professional, you know, to be professional actors in quite often not extreme conditions, because we cared for them with, with real intent, but, you know, to, to actually be professionally acting on set every day whilst also schooling. And, but to find a, a, an actor, in, as it was with Stephanie Gill, to carry the weight of the world, which is what Lucia, as one of the, you know, the primary messenger, the, the key sort of Sierra Fatima, to carry that experience through and to make it believable and to enable the audience to emotionally engage with her, was a she was just a profound feat with regards to the 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 actual um casting of the blessed mother we really took on board a number of um a number of the uh i suppose the understandings of how specific iconography was impacting or how the the experience of the children at the time and you know, what we understood, you know, that the statue of Our Lady of Fatima particularly had been strategically or specifically designed to be the closest physical representation of how Sister Lucia, how our, the Blessed Mother appeared to Sister Lucia and the children. Um, and that was actually validated by 
uh, by Sister Lucia when she visited the Shrine of Fatima and saw the main statue there. And so we, not only do we want to find, you know, to cast for Mary from, she is Portuguese, uh, Joana Ribeiro plays, plays the Blessed Mother. So she looks very Portuguese. So she's characterized in that way. And, and she acts in a way. So we avoided the idea of what we call floating Marys. The, the Fatima movie is very much a reflection of the human story behind the apparitions and miracle of Fatima. So we really developed the, ca- the characters in a very deeply authentic way. We characterized them as really deep, believable characters. Um, and that also reflects on, on the character of the Blessed Mother. And she appears to the children as a real woman, as a beautiful, honorary, caring, blessed mother whose depth of devotion and love for the children is so palpable and real that as an audience member, we can only identify with the children's experience of and how they felt so deeply in love with her. Not only that, it was Jacinta in real life, you know, as soon as she came out of her experience with the first apparition, you know, her only words that she could utter were, she was so beautiful. She was so beautiful. And so we really tried to cast the Blessed Mother through the character, through, with Joanna Ribeiro, through the characterization of a innately beautiful, earthy, but also etheric woman. And, um, and so that was the, the rationale behind our casting decision. I don't know if you guys have considered this, but one of the things that I would love to see Hollywood do in terms of the continuation of the Fatima story might be to do a sequel to this film, to look at the life of Sister Lucia, who is the one left to tell the story of Fatima, that she lives uh, for so many years after the apparitions, whereas the other two children died very early on. But she enters religious life. So she goes through three different religious communities and and lives her life she wrote that book her memoirs like the the gaze of heaven or the pathways of a gaze or something like that uh but but i think it would be beautiful to tell the story of sister lucia which would also then include those uh additional apparitions that i believe she received in 1925 and 1930 but i don't know if there's been any consideration for a sequel uh, to this well we do know that there is a new book that has or is about to be released, which was actually created and written by the Carmelite sisters in in the convent in Coimbra, which is where Sister Lucia became a, a discovered nun. So she was a Carmelite nun that spent the majority of her life in Coimbra, which is in slightly north in north central Portugal. And they have actually written a book which is their memories of Lucia and their experiences of life with her. And there was a, Sister Lucia actually did receive a number of apparitions with the Blessed Mother. As you say, you know, not only in 1925 and 1936, this was going on throughout her lifetime. You know, the, the Blessed Mother came to her to confirm that when it was the right time to release the secrets. And so, yes, there's definitely amazing story value in, in the consideration of developing if not a feature film, then certainly a documentary on the basis of the experiences of Sister Lucia all the way through her life. Clearly, she, she actually passed away in 2005 at the age of 97. Um, and so we can really truly bring that experience up to the present day. 
Um, what we have done actually with the movie Fatima is we, the movie itself works between two different timelines. So whilst the majority of the film takes place in 1917 with the experiences of the seers, we actually do jump in and out of the year 1989 with uh, Sister Lucia in a conversation with a fictional character, Professor Nichols, that's played by Harvey Keitel, who is questioning Sister Lucia's the, the, not the authenticity of Lucia's experience, but you know, we we give the liberty of uh, the voice of Professor Nichols to ask all of those questions that many people have about the story of Fatima, like you know, why did she appear to you of all people, and why three children? Why would the Blessed Mother appear to three children, and why did she appear in the form in which they could you know understand? Um, and so we actually have this really beautiful dialogue that goes on between Sister Lucia making sense of the, from her current cognition, making sense of her understanding of the apparitions and then going back into the 1917 timeline. So, um, so we did embrace a portion of that suggestion. Um, but I do really think there's credence to the idea of developing a documentary around the rest of Sister Lucia's life and, and you know, this is, I said this is the third film I've now made about Fatima, and um, so yes, I will look at it. I was very close to the title. I had all the words, just not the right order. A Pathway Under the Gaze of Mary is the book by the Coimbra Carmel about the reflections on the life of Sister Lucia, of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So um, a very beautiful portrayal of this woman who saw the Blessed Mother in 1917. If people want to learn about Fatima, they should check out this theatrical release of Fatima, the movie. And if they want to learn more about it, how can they do so? Um, yes, thank you. If you can, you know, please do go to FatimaTheMovie.com. We have a website, you know, a website that's been developed. Within that website, we have information about how people can see the movie, where they can see the movie. We have all of our endorsements. We've been thoroughly endorsed now by multiple archbishops of the U.S. Catholic Church. So you can see all of the background information there with regards to how the movie was made, where our inspirations lie, but also an educational resource page for parishes and groups to deepen the level of understanding of the story of Fatima and the meaning and message, uh, that resource page will actually be live and available just in advance of the actual official release on August the 14th. So FatimaTheMovie.com, where you can find all the information around specific theatres that the movie will be able to be seen in. I've already seen the film in a pre-release, and I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, to be able to take in this beautiful story. I know that the day that I watched it, I was so compelled that after the movie, I said, I have to go pray the rosary because that's the central message mm -hmm. of Fatima. Pray the rosary every day for peace in the world. And and when you watch this movie, it's going to be a movie that puts you on your knees, that you're going to pray, and you're going to answer heaven's peace plan for the world by praying the rosary. Thank you so much, Natasha, for joining me today on How They Love Mary and uh, for discussing this movie and for all the good work that you've done to promote this message of Our Lady of Fatima. May God reward you for your good work. God bless you, and thank you so much for that acknowledgement. That's wonderful. 
Yes. Well, God bless you. And you've been listening to another episode of How They Love Mary. I'm Father Edward Looney, and you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the handle at FR Edward Looney. If you like this podcast, please rate it on whatever platform you're listening, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever platform, please rate it. Please write a review. Please share it on your social media with your family and your friends. Until next week, let's remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.